This podcast is presented by SoCalREN, the Southern California Regional Energy Network. We're a collection of local governments that come together to promote energy efficiency programs for residents, businesses, and public agencies. Welcome to Re-Energizing Communities, your connection to conversations about energy efficiency that can help you influence change at home, at work, and in your community. Thanks so much for joining us. Today, our host, Julie Castro, welcomes two of the region's leading women in energy efficiency. Jenny Berg recently retired from serving as Director of Energy Programs for the Bay Area Regional Energy Network, or BayREN. Rochelle Tacconi is a civil engineer with the LA County Public Works Department. They'll talk about their experiences in the industry, challenges they faced, successes they've achieved, and insights on what the future may bring for California. Let's listen in. Thank you both so much for joining us. When do you you determine that a career in energy and sustainability was right for you? Let's start with Jenny. My career in energy and sustainability was my second career. I had kind of a long career as an attorney. And while I liked a lot of things about being an attorney, I wasn't particularly passionate about the type of law that I was practicing. And so I spent I don't know, probably a year or two talking to a lot of different people, learning how they found their path. Everything kept turning back to the environment, both in terms of opportunities as well as in my own um, personal and professional interest. That is how I started the journey into the sustainability space and the the energy space. Rochelle, um, when did you determine that a career in energy and sustainability was right for you? My career choice didn't have an emphasis in energy and sustainability. When I had applied to my colleges, everything was concentrated around my love and passion of dance. When I went to orientation day, my mother decided that she was not going to pay for any type of education for a dance career. It was actually the dean of admissions that asked me if I liked math and if I liked Uh, chemistry and said, give civil engineering a try. See if you like it. There aren't very many women in civil engineering at this point in time. And that was in 1999. So I did graduate in 2003 and immediately took a job with the Department of Public Works, which has a lot of programs and emphasis on uh, energy and sustainability within the building and safety division where I now work. Can you speak a little bit more about any gender divide um, in the civil engineering profession? I had a class of about 15 in civil engineering, and there were three females, and the rest were all male. So that's very small when when you look at the overall um, scheme of things. And now, even though you do see a lot more women in the leadership roles, there still is some of that divide where those leaders are still not seen on an equity basis from uh, some some of the public eye. In public works, I think it is amazing how many women in leadership, and if you look at our supervisors in LA County, they're all women. And that's unprecedented. And I think that's amazing. And Jenny, from your perspective, what what was the gender divide in, you know, when you were an attorney and when you first started in the energy industry? When I was in law school, 
the class was close to 50-50, but the law firms that I worked for were almost always the partners were exclusively men, judges were mostly men. I, I mean, I think it's changed particularly in California, um, but I do think that the legal profession was more male focused. In the energy space, I was very often in meetings where it was only women. So staff that worked on Bayrun were, I don't know, maybe 70% women. Um, a lot of our consultants were women-owned businesses. I worked with a lot more women. Do you have any specific challenges um, that you endured on a daily basis at the very beginning? It was having to start everything from scratch, and it was more challenging for me because I it was my first public sector job. I'd always worked in the private sector, so I had to deal with bureaucracy. I had to deal with, you know, not like really understanding what needed to be done and then trying to figure out how to get it done. That was kind of the day-to-day -day challenge. More importantly is a lack of understanding of who the RENs are and what we are not. Stakeholders have made a ton of progress with um, understanding us, but it's still not 100%. What would you say is your greatest achievement? The fact that we've been providing services for over a decade. There were a lot of struggles. There were a lot of unknowns with each each time we had to apply for funding, it, you know, we were unsure of what the future was going to hold. So in 2019, when the RENs became permanent um, program administrators, that was such an accomplishment. We are a permanent part of the landscape, which we know, but now like kind of a broader audience um, is aware of us and thinks of us as not only effective program administrators, but also that RENs have the ability to do things that other folks in this space cannot do. You know, in part, it's because of our experience. It's also because we're local governments and that really, and local governments have a different relationship with their customers. Do you see a future for regional energy network like models in other states? The model could be replicated, but each state is different. And, you know, the RENs are, were interesting, like the Bay REN model is very different than the SoCal REN model, and the rural REN model is different than the 3C REN model. So I bring that up because it can be replicated and it can be modeled with nuances with how it's structured, just like we're different in California. Thank you, Jenny. Rochelle, pivoting to you now, can you talk about how your work for the Los Angeles County Department of Public Works engages with the energy and sustainability industry? There's a lot of energy requirements in the building code, um, and sustainability is one of the major programs within public works. In my role in building and safety, we typically see a lot of uh, solar installation. Uh, in 2020, there were energy requirements placed in the building code to sort of start the process on getting new developments more um, energy efficient. Initially, solar wasn't required on a new home, but they were required to be ready for solar. That has changed in the more recent code where there are additional energy requirements. So as we see these code cycles every three years, we're seeing that 
uh, there's a movement towards being more energy efficient, which then speaks to the overall sustainability. My staff go out and do a lot of solar inspections. We have seen some, a couple solar farms within LA County. There's definitely that movement towards renewable energy, but I think overall it's still a relatively new concept and some um, homeowners may not be able to convert yet, but definitely new construction has an emphasis in um, energy and sustainability. What do you find is the perception of um, these new codes that are requiring um, home builders or residents to um, install solar or become more energy efficient? I get the applicants that are very excited about incorporating these elements into their home designs. And then I get the applicants that try to somehow be under a different building code or grandfathered in because they may not be financially able to install some of these systems or may not be aware of programs that could assist them. There's a resistance from some of uh, the existing homeowners and new developers, private and larger developers, because of the additional cost. Um, it's not necessarily just a quick fix or easy for them to incorporate into a design they may already have. And are you seeing a large demand for energy efficiency in unincorporated Los Angeles? The demand as far as our services are definitely there. We're implementing the express solar permits. We've had an expedited review process for any uh, solar submittals that have come in through our electrical section. The demand is there because of the code requirements. It's hard to gauge whether or not that is something the constituents are excited about or if it's a high demand because of the development associated with uh, the housing crisis and everything else. And so we see an influx because of all the new housing and because of the code requirements. So the, the demand, I think, has different uh, factors and different sides that you could speak about demand because the code or demand because uh, homeowners are opting to install solar in their homes. And how do your colleagues in the Department of Public Works perceive the energy-related infrastructure and the energy efficiency support services? The department as a whole is very excited about it and wants to um, move towards having more sustainability, um, not within, not just within our own infrastructure, but also within the community. And obviously there are other code requirements that are in place. So uh, residents are forced to do that. Within the division itself, there are some that are really excited for the concept, but I know some have concerns about is our infrastructure overall going to be able to handle this in the future? There's a lot of unknowns. So some have a lot of questions. So maybe there are educational opportunities that may make them feel a little bit more comfortable. Overall, it's something that is very important to our department. Can you tell us a little bit about any particular challenges that you've seen consumers or residents face when they're trying to install solar? 
within the Calabasas area and other areas that may have some uh, special hazard areas, um, whether it be a flood hazard or maybe a geotechnical hazard, or they have an older home that couldn't support a roof mount um, system. I've seen some challenges where they may want to put in a system, but for reasons that they may not have been aware of, they can't move forward. And so they get stuck in the process and then frustrated with the, uh, the permit process and the time it takes. And sometimes I've seen them give up. But overall, anybody that uh, is opting to put in those systems is taking advantage of the expedited process we have in place. I do have a dedicated member of my staff to issue those solar permits. When they used to kind of trickle in, we could integrate them into our usual permit processing, but now that's sort of a high volume and uh, concentration and commitment we have to make sure that this is moving forward. Rochelle, what's next for you? I just uh, was assigned to be the interim office manager for our Calabasas District Office of Building and Safety. I'm learning a lot of things, obviously, with so many motion, board motions coming in, a lot of changes within the building industry, um, the push for affordable housing, sustainability, energy efficiency. I'm excited to continue this role for the foreseeable future and learn and integrate while helping our customers uh, get through the process as seamlessly as possible. Why is this an exciting time for women to get involved in sustainability careers? It's an exciting time for women to get involved in um, any careers that may have previously been known to be male-dominant careers, but uh, sustainability in particular, because there is such a concentration on it, there's a lot of room to bring forward new ideas instead of sort of a plug and chug careers. And what about you, Jenny? Along the same lines as Rochelle, I mean, I think that it's a great time for anybody to get involved in this in this career. I mean, there's um, a lot more funding coming from the state, from the feds, um, towards energy efficiency towards decarbonization, um, climate in general. It could be um, something that many, many companies are seeing as a good thing. So that just is more opportunity for women. What do you consider to be the greatest challenges in energy efficiency or energy as a whole now um, that we need to anticipate? The RENs are energy efficiency providers. Having been in this space for 10 and a half years that it's like suddenly seeing people shift gears is a bit of a challenge. And I think right now it's heat pump water heaters and everything decarb bears. Also a lot of equity considerations because decarb is not for everybody for a lot of reasons, a lot of them financial. We, we incentivized some gas efficiency measures. And, you know, we just said like we we're local governments. We meet the needs of everybody and not everybody can or frankly wants to decarbonize. So that was kind of a challenge for me that I just felt like um, there was some militancy around certain ideas. 
I would agree. There's a lot of different opinions and a lot of um, things that might work, some that aren't going to work. Uh, but that's that goes with the growing pains of anything. I think eventually this will be more widely accepted. There's still a lot of resistance. And some of that could be due to financial reasons. Some of that could be due to a lack of education on these these items as well. Some are very concerned about infrastructure and its capacity to handle some of these things in the future. If our current infrastructure can't handle um, some of our demands, then how do we improve that? Then there's so many ways, like you said, to attempt to make those improvements that that could run into a lot of challenges along the way. Okay, last question as we wrap things up. Thinking about the work that you're doing, what gets you out of bed in the morning? What are you most excited about? Let's start with you, Rochelle. I love being able to help constituents, whether it be your first-time homeowner or maybe it's a developer, a commercial developer. I love being able to help them meet their goals, whether that might be uh, putting in an addition, building their dream home or remodeling their home or making energy upgrades or things of that nature. My favorite part is being able to help them through the process to meet their goals. My favorite parts of the job were working with the Bay Run counties. I mean, I love working with local governments and seeing their dedication to the job and to their constituents. I felt like um, I pushed paper all day long, which I did. We arranged for a field trip with several staff members to look at two affordable properties that we had upgraded in the Tenderloin neighborhood of of San Francisco, which gets a lot of bad press. It was so incredible to me to see all of that paper pushing that I did all day long, that this was the end result and to see the impact of our projects on the building and the tenants. This is what it's all about. Thank you both for providing your perspective on you know your careers and the industries that you've worked in and, and how you got there. Remember that reducing your energy use today means securing a safer, more affordable, and sustainable tomorrow. For more information on energy efficiency opportunities that can help you save energy and money, visit SoCalREN.org or call 877-785-2237.